Hello, 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 guys. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is for the first time we are doing it live for you guys. Um, and it's it's a great day, you know, to do a live for our first live stream. So um, it's, it's, you know, the assembly elections results and so forth. But before I get into the assembly election results and, you know, discuss more about it, um, I want to really talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what is, what is uh, going on in India. There's a huge challenge with the coronavirus situation and our thoughts and prayers go to all the victims, families of victims, all, um, you know, people working in the front line. And we are going to be talking this one. This podcast is going to be exclusively about assembly election results. But previously, uh, last week and then going forward, I will be doing more and more discussions on the COVID situation. Uh, I personally had a very tough week losing a family member to COVID and so forth. So um, we hear you guys. It's not like we are not going to be talking about this. It's just this one live stream. Um, we're going to be just talking about uh, these uh, election results. So with me today, I have a fantastic guest, uh, a good friend, director of VMR Analytics um, and sophologist Jay Brug. Hi, Jay. Hi. Welcome to my podcast. How are you doing? It's a great pleasure and a relief to be sitting a little alone in the evening today in India. Brought a lot of news, a lot of web streams. I'm alone. I'm glad the data is coming and settled. Absolutely. It's, it's, you know, this is, this is what we like, uh, you and I, this is what we love doing. We, um, whenever we, we, uh, we have nothing to do, nothing better to do. We go <laughs> sit, sit, sit on past, uh, past trends, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, look at yeah. the future, uh, see what's yeah. going on. And, you know, many, um, yeah, and, and, you know, Adit, in these 45 minutes to one hour, we live this vicarious feeling that we could give Steve Bannon a run for his money. And we're happy about that vicarious feeling. <laughs> Steve run for his money. But, but without without further ado, you know, this is yeah. this is this is a fa- fascinating result, guys. And and we're gonna be sharing live data from the election commission. Uh I have to I have to give a you know the usual disclaimers apply. Counting is going on right now. The results have only been declared for like I would say 10 or 20 percent of the seats throughout uh um uh, throughout the you know the, the phases. I mean uh, th- throughout the state sorry i meant not phases um we are analyzing we are looking at the trends but so far you can safely predict that many of the leads that are we are seeing right now should hold and uh, uh, let's let, let's look at it let's look at it in close so here's uh, you know without further ado uh, getting into the numbers and then we'll jay and i will get into analysis here here is what the numbers are saying so right now you're looking at uh, the numbers for west bengal the West Bengal is was the big uh, big election that you know everyone was tracking, and it looks like Mamata Banerjee is headed for a repeat of the mandate that she got last time with 210 seats for her. BJP uh, is leading in 80. They've won three. I think the, the way the trends are going, they should probably hold 75 to 80 seats. Maybe might go a couple of seats here and there. Um, AJSU won one, so that makes NDA 81, and then one was won in an independent. Fascinatingly, you don't see Congress or left in this um, in this whole arithmetic. So uh, before I get Jay in, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to go into the numbers. I'll, I just want to say what happened in the other states, and then we'll go into state by state. In in Assam, uh, it, it's a big sweep for the BJP. 
um, it's leading in 55 seats. It's um, uh, it's it's allies. Interestingly, last time Borderland People's Front was an ally of the BJP, but this time it's with the Congress, and it only is leading in two seats. Last time I think it was 12, but BJP along with AGP and um, their other allies are actually very close to forming almost a two-thirds majority in Assam. So that's um, that's that's a big win. Uh, it for a time it looked like BJP on its own might cross 62, but that's not the case. It's 55. But AJP, AGP is a pretty stable ally, so we should see a re relatively stable government in Assam. Um, the other is Puducherry, where it seems like the NDA is going to form the government. Um, or let's put it this way. There is a chance, there is a very significant chance of NDA forming the government. <laughs> there are five independents and yeah, a few yeah. supported by the NDA and stuff. So we'll yeah. we'll talk about Puducherry in a, in a little while. In All India NR Congress, of course, is with the NDA. Next comes um the 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 state of Tamil Nadu. And this is the biggest humdinger. Everyone and their uncle were predicting this big blowout win for MK Stalin. Uh, he of course went uh, you know across the halfway mark on its own on his own. And the, with the Congress and them, they're about at about 140, 145-seats-ish. But uh, Anna DMK, BJP, and uh, PMK Alliance did not really roll over, and they still ended up getting close to 80 seats. At one point of time, it looked like they would get close to 100. But once the trend stabilized, I think you know 80 to 90 is where they'll end up with. Very credible performance, given the anti-incumbency that was against them. And um, and Kerala, I'm sorry, before we end, uh, Kerala seems to be an LDF sweep. My friend Jay will tell you, I told you so from <laughs> months and months ago. Um, what is interesting is it looked like BJP might be winning three seats in Kerala, but now they are only leading in one. Uh, we have to see whether it's a name amount Palakkad which they are leading, but Jay usually has this data on his hand. So let's, uh, you know, without further ado, Jay, let's go to West Bengal and let's give, uh, you know, what, what is your take? What do you make of the data? Let me bring up the vote shares for our uh, viewers. Yeah. Uh, now, it's very interesting. The vote share that separates the Trinamool and the BJP is about 10%. Hmm. Yeah. And it is the Congress. Uh, so Trinamool is about at 48.5% of the vote. The BJP is about 38.5%, okay, which makes it a cool something like 87 of sorts. And... There is this remaining, you know, uh, a very minuscule nine odd percent, which has gone, you know, to the Congress and the left. Okay. Now, if you look at the numbers, Adit, they're almost similar to what the numbers were last time for the Trinamool. Absolutely, the seat share is barely, barely little different. Okay. Which means technically, you know, if you do a very dispassionate macro stock market like fundamentals analysis, you're going to say that all that has happened is the BJP has usurped the space of the left and the Congress. You know, it's sort of become the opposition. It's taken their votes. It's also taken their seat tally, what it was last time. BJP is just a couple, maybe five or seven seats more than what the left and the Congress were last time. The Trinamool is two or three seats more than what it itself was last time. So everybody else bows out. Trinamool retains their position, retains their mass base, maybe adds a tad to it. And the BJP completely assimilates what was there of the left and the Congress in a very crude way without worrying about Mamta's uh, uh, image persona, without worrying about the BJP and the Honorable Prime Minister's persona. At a data level, this is what the end result looks like, you know. 
you can now you know stir me a little more and we can get into some more insights i was on mute the biggest the biggest question um, in the minds of people is earlier it seemed like this election was a lot closer right but so yeah. far it seems to be almost a 10% vote gap between the bjp and the tmc yeah. right so yeah. since since you are a pollster you did not do uh, for the sake of letting the record straight jay did not do any polls on bengal uh, he was you know analyzing trends and everything how did the exit polls get it so wrong because no one predicted a 10% vote gap right is it because the bjp uh, voters tend to be more vocal than the tmc voters to the exit pollsters or you know um, they were not you know looking not looking at the trends because this is this is a huge win like huge gap now having said that bjp's rise from 3 to 80 seats itself is incredible in in bengal but mm-hmm. what people tend to put it with is uh, you know compare it to the 2019 lok sabha results which is a little erroneous and we'll get into that because 2019 was a um, you know a lok sabha polls where narendra modi was the face and jay always tells me that if you win massively into assembly segments and lose very uh, narrowly in five assembly segments it's 52 in the assembly but it's 10 in the lok sabha so you know uh, <laughs> please explain no, absolutely. that to me absolutely no so so one thing the 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 lok sabha win was a little hyped up okay in the sense that if you actually broke that win down uh, as you rightly pointed out the mandates were lumped okay so in north bengal especially jalpaiguri malda you know wherever the bjp won as well within the seven assembly seats of a lok sabha there would be one which would be like one very handsomely you know there'll be a very handsome lead in that there'll be another five or six where the leads will be very shallow similar pattern was repeated across jangal mahal also where the bjp won the lok sabha seats okay so there would be of seven one or two where the bjp does very well unassailably well and there would be another five where it would be you know engaged in very narrow margins you know which with a little one or two percent swing could have even become cliffhangers okay now take it with a pinch of salt or not with a pinch of salt rather with a pinch of reality that whenever the bjp moves from a lok sabha election to an assembly election the party does tend to lose some vote now this vote does get compensated by you know other mlas who move in from the other parties to the bjp by other lo- other assembly seats where they may actually strengthen their you know mobilization base and do better okay but in general there is some attrition there is some loss between the lok sabha and the assembly yeah and that's what no, i was no. showing jungle mahal area right here into our viewers on that this is really just get on the jungle mahal area and you, you can see how it looks now now there yeah. are very few saffrons over there there are yeah, so quite the, a bit of Yeah, th- this this is this is still the this is still the pre like but and and this also went to election in the first two phases. So this is where yeah. BJP was expecting to do the biggest you know splash, so to speak. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And there also, you know, you see a lot of green. So there are two reasons now. One is the normal attrition of votes for the BJP, which takes place between the Lok Sabha and the Assembly. It tends to go down. Okay, a little bit. So a lot of those narrow margin seats, which were saffron that time, in terms of the assembly lead, they automatically tend to turn green, which is now visible on the map. Okay, hmm. so that's that's one thing where that hype becomes sort of misleading. Hmm. The second thing I would say, psychologically, is yes, the BJP's voter is more easily found. He is more talkative. Okay, hmm. 
And in many states, in spite of getting the trends right, I often realized that we had to put a lot of margin errors away from the BJP to get the final numbers right. Like so, in Uttar Pradesh, for example, in the 2019 Lok Sabha, we got a, a perfect seat tally of 65. In the end, the BJP Indian allies were 64. Okay, in our assessment, we got the perfect 65. But the vote shares we got were about five and a half percent higher than what the BJP actually got. So that cephalogical intelligence of where to apply the margin, where to make the forecasting model conservative, that is something I believe really comes out of experience and experience-based intuition. <laughs> you know, so that's that's something I believe where every pollster gets tested, everyone. Yeah, so I mean, I, I wanted to share, uh, and I'm not calling out people here, right? People get exit polls wrong, data wrong, and stuff like that. But if you see no no exit polls, you know, uh, uh, called the 200 seats basically for Mamata, right? A, a few actually give BJP 160 seats, and you know, uh, 170 and so forth, and uh, 100 seats and so forth. And and it seemed like 100, 110, 120 is where BJP would end up with. But this this was a little surprising. I will, and I think. The, seat, the the basic thing seems to be the the performance in the first four phases wasn't what many expected right and 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 and, and basically is that what has led to the lag in the last last three phases because the last three phases were the gut of mamta right it was the uh, the kolkata bhadralok area the north and south 24 paraganas and all those uh, seats where mamta i mean i saw the, in the the presidency area mamta was getting like 80 out of 105 seats 102 seats or something which was an unreal number so that that you expect mamta was going to sweep but bjp was hoping for a similar sweep in the you know the, the bordering areas of uh, jharkhand bihar and in uh, even uh, jalpaiguri area but jalpaiguri bjp did do well but it wasn't a clean sweep now, here we really need to look at, uh, you know, juxtaposing growth of the BJP vis-a-vis -vis the growth of the other parties in Bengal. Okay. Let's take history. Now, today, what has happened here? Let's, let's say what has happened today. Today, it is the Trinamool which has completely taken up the space. I mean, I would say the social and ideological space that belonged to the Indian National Congress once upon a time. The Bharatiya Janata Party has completely picked up the social space with an ideological transformation of its own, which actually belonged to the left. The left has become a big zero today. Okay, so in a way, you know, I would always keep saying, you know, that uh, uh, like you know, in the Gita they say, you know, that when you die, uh, only the body changes. The Atma is uh, perennial. The Atma remains. The it just changes the body. So yeah. I would always keep saying that in 2011, the Atma, the cadre remained the same, only the body changed. From the left, it became Trinamool. <laughs> so the Atma moved in there. So in the sense, there are these two, I mean, little, little, getting a little you know, Indian in perspective, there are these two Atmas over there, the Congress and the left. Both have taken new incarnations, new bodies. Now, if you look at how the left grew in Bengal, okay, it's very interesting. They grew through rural movements, okay? However, they had a strong urban phalanx in the between, in the beginning of their uh, journey. Okay, so one of uh, the left's most, uh, uh, you know, fantastic victories was, uh, you know, defeating the then chief minister, Dr. B. C. Roy, by some mm -hmm. 900 votes in a seat in urban Kolkata, which is a Kolkata presidency area. Mm -hmm. Which means the left to start with, okay, mm -hmm. the, so this Atma in its previous avatar, sort of to say, to start with, had a both urban and a complementing rural base by which it posed a formidable challenge to the Congress, right? Mm -hmm. 
cut to today. Okay. The BJP has got a great section of that rural base. Okay. It does not have movements backing it like the way the left had the Tibhaga movement and a lot of other movements. It's not a movement, it's a more of a it's more of a social and an ideological mobilization, but that sort of base is there. But that critical urban component, okay, ironically is missing. Now it's very funny. In most of the other states when the BJP starts off its growth, like for example in Karnataka, it started off as a Bangalore party. It started off as a party which had a strength in urban areas. Okay. Bengal is quite the opposite. Now if you just take that number of the Kolkata presidency, okay, and give chop off half of Trinamool score and give it to the BJP, you will easily see the BJP at 115 or 120, which means within distance of giving a snare to Mamta. This is what it has missed. This urban component, the Bhadralok component was missing for the BJP. And somehow in Bengal, without the backing of the Bhadralok, you don't actually come to power. Now, Trinamool in the later part of its journey, I mean, before it came to power, and only the Bhadralok didn't have the rural areas. The left had the rural, but not the Bhadralok. So somehow that combo of both has to be there. You know, So I wouldn't say this as, you know, as many people are seeing Muslims versus non-Muslims election. I believe even if this social balance is there in the demography, you know, the BJP would have had a better chance. Better chance. Yeah. Also, I think, and for the simple reason, I don't think they did picked up the SCST seats and the Matua seats as much as they hoped. I think the the whole the the hope was that there would be a clean sweep. Like the hope was that there would be almost an 80, 90 percent strike rate. And what we have seen the BJP do in other elections is have a reasonably good strike rate in the areas. So, you know, you you maximize the uh, your your wins in the air. Like I, I can use Gujarat as an example where they have a phenomenal strike rate in urban Gujarat. So even if Congress pulls to a 50-50 part in rural Gujarat, you know, okay. you have such a sort of a 60-40 or 70-30 way. So 50-50, you're all obviously going to win. Right? You can never lose. So it seems like Mamata was the one who did that, where she had this insane strike rate in the Kolkata presidency region of an 80-20. And everywhere else, she went 50-50 or 60-40. And that that basically, you know, um, uh, upset the ball game for the BJP. So, There's one more subtle factor, you know, we need to take. Now, now, these factors are not documented. As I said, they're subtle. Many of them are very empirical. Okay. Uh, whenever a ruling party in Bengal, given the sort of infrastructure, the social infrastructure that a ruling party builds, like having unions among policemen, having unions among all groups of professionals, you know, working the party through those associations and through those unions, whenever they tend to get afraid, they actually activate the entire system. I'll give you two examples from the past. In 1987, you know, the election held in the aftermath of Mamta Banerjee defeating Somnath Da in Jadavpur, you know, saying that yeah, I can defeat a left strong man in his, you know, in his feet, uh, in his stronghold. Yeah. Uh, now, at that point of time, the CPM was really nervous. Jyoti Basu, like how, you know, Mr. Modi is being projected today, Mr. Rajiv Gandhi was projected then. And he raised a very simple slogan. He said, if the Congress wins the election, is PM going to be CM? Okay. And after that, the sort of activation they did on the ground, they actually reduced the Congress chances of victory. The CPM actually came back. Hmm. Cut back to 2006. Very similar situation to, the, to, to today. The left used to be accused of rigging the polls scientifically, muscle, manipulation, mobilization, organization. And 
a very very respected election commissioner a former election commissioner of ours mr kj rao he deployed a lot of forces and said you know after the election you know why i deployed the left in reaction to this mobilized its voters so much that the trinamool was actually decimated in the 2006 assembly election i believe to a lesser extent the trinamool has done something similar now you know it has actually tried to hold the bjp in spite of a very very strong election commission uh, uh, monitoring apparatus by activating a similar network like the lefts interesting so basically the ground network now before right. i get into and we are going to get into tamil nadu and kerala and then go back to bengal guys before in you know at the end of the podcast i wanted to start with bengal because that seems to be what everyone you know wants us to talk about uh, one of the questions that came in was was this related to covid and stuff like that um i i mean personally i don't know how this can be just reduced to a single issue covid thing because it's not like we've seen a surge in terms of how people have voted or something even if that were the case the cases actually went up in the after the fifth phase right and mamta still seems to have held her own in the first four phases so uh, what do you view jay well i i view it like this um people normally make an assessment mm. okay on all the four or five years of performance mm. I, i'll go back in history you know i go back to 2008 when the 26 11 attacks okay on mm. mumbai took place right in the midst of the assembly elections in fact mm. i believe rajasthan and madhya pradesh voted within one or two days of that 26 11 attack yeah. right and uh, uh, the BJP lost Rajasthan. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm not sure if uh, an issue that is no doubt an issue of great national importance, mm -hmm. but if it tends to, you know, domino into something large at the last minute, if it can really produce an impact, it's a very dispassionate answer, but it's a very scientific data driven answer. Oh, so I'm right. not sure if, yeah, if, if it can really create that sort of an impact. Okay. As you rightly pointed out, the first four phases already brought uh, today bring out the data that the BJP was not doing well anyways in Bengal. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so I mean, I, I don't think COVID and, and let's look at the other states. I think Tamil Nadu, Assam and Kerala, you know, the three other states and of course in Kerala where the BJP has not done exceptionally well at all, had all finished voting before the pandemic got into news. Yeah, exactly. So, so this is this is this is a good time to for me to bring in uh, the numbers in th in Tamil Nadu. Uh, see, I don't have to give me seg give segues. Jay has done so much TV; he gives me segues. <laughs> so <laughs> for for the election. So here are the numbers of Tamil Nadu, and guys, we'll come back to Bengal, right? Uh, these are again sourced directly from the Election Commission's website, so we don't want any you know shenanigans with the numbers or something. Uh, uh, the disclaimers are not ours; those are the ECIs. So pardon <laughs> if that. But I, I have zoomed in so that you guys can see it clearly. This is the breakup of the uh, the alliance. The All India Anna Dravid Munetra Kalayam BJP uh, PMK and then there were other few parties also GK Vasans Tamil Tamil Malina Congress and all that but they haven't really uh, gone on the board but you can see 73 seats uh, 75 seat leads for the uh, ADMK three for the BJP. Uh, uh, 
six for the PMK. At one point of time, BJP was leading in five and PMK was leading in 10. And ADMK was almost 80, 85. So that's when they were closer to that 100 mark that I was telling you about. And uh, from there, it has gone down to two and two for CPI and CPIM. Uh, DMK is 126. This should give a lot of relief to Mr. Stalin because uh, um, uh, there, there were a lot of uh, rumors that, you know, murmurs within the DMK family about what the future holds for Mr. Stalin if this is sort of an unstable government. <coughs> Kanimori seemed to be closer to the Congress than Mr. Stalin is. Uh, <coughs> going down, Congress got its 16 seats. I think it fought on 25 or 30. I, I forget what's the number of Vidhan Sabha. And then um, uh, six for. Uh, 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 six for PMK, as I said, and three for VCK. If you look at the vote share breakup, this is a lot closer than Bengal, right? You're looking at 37.7% uh, of vote for the DMK, which is a clear 4% lead over ADMK. But ADMK's seat distribution was a little more uh, open, so to speak, than the DMK. And if you add up the votes of ADMK, BJP, and then if I go down to um to pmk which is another five so it's basically six percent on top of that and um, and do that the real number comes out to be only about one or two percent difference between both the parties two or two and a half percent difference that is a remarkable result given what was at stake for paranisami what do you think jay i i think i i just nuance your numbers a little bit See, if we add the numbers alliance wise, you know, so mm -hmm. all the parties belonging to the ND alliance get added there. All the parties belonging to the ADMK alliance uh, uh, get a uh, DMK alliance get added there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, at an individual party level, it looks looks at like the difference about three percent between the ADMK and the DMK. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you add the alliances, the difference about five percent. So ADMK mm -hmm. plus comes to about forty-five point two. Mm -hmm. ADMK comes to about forty point one. So what is interesting is that uh, you know in a very you know sort of in a uh, you know in a very on a very lighter note, see you know even politics in India has entered the startup mode. So there are two startups over there now. One is the AMMK, right, yeah. which is the party of Mr. Dinakran. The other is the Makkal Niti Mayam of Mr. Kamal Hassan, right. Together they have polled about five point seven percent of the vote. Mm. Let's let's like this is just a theory. It's a hypothesis. Let's call this mm. the anti-incumbency vote. You know, means mm. this vote is mm. certainly not going in favor of the ADMK. Mm. Okay. Now this five point seven, if mm. it's added to DMK plus is forty five point two, mm. you're talking of something like a fifty one percent vote share, which is a landslide. Which would have been a landslide. So it would that fifty one percent vote would have given the traditional Tamil Nadu election output. Which we were all sort of mostly expecting. So one thing is these two startups have sort of disrupted the map, okay, and made the contest more open, more even, so, or, or rather reduce the unevenness of the contest. Okay, that's that's the first point. Now, add to that another important fact, uh, you know, is that in the Lok Sabha, see, very few people forget that Tamil Nadu has actually as many Christians as it has Muslims. Hmm. Okay. And together these social blocks are, are, you know, which is very well known. They are, they are not very sympathetic to the BJP. Hmm. So in the Lok Sabha where Mr. Modi was an issue, they seem to have more voted or block in one hmm. direction. Hmm. Okay. Creating a sort of a landslide result. Hmm. Right now it's a state election. Yeah. Okay. The choice is between EPS, OPS on one side and, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Stalin on the other side. 
Right. So even that sort of oblock voting doesn't seem to have taken place. Therefore, re, you know, re, lessening the keenness of the contest. So, so I was that's what I was pulling up. So Kanyakumari Bipol uh, went uh, with Pona yeah. Radhakrishnan uh, fighting, you know, uh, the Congress, and there the Congress actually has a twelve percent lead over the BJP or twelve and a half percent, closer yeah. to the fifty-two percent mark. What Jay was saying, and Kanyakumari uh, Nagarkoil area is uh, 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 dominated by Christians are about 25 to 30 percent if not more right uh, or maybe even yeah. closer to maybe more it's, it's more it's more it's, yeah, it's, it's about more. 35 percent and yeah. it seems like dmk usually has made a, now i think in 2014 jailalitha was uh, contesting separately from bjp so the christian vote split between the adm and the that, even the dmk and the congress contested separately Ha, but Congress yeah. though, is not even a factor in Kanyakumari. No, but, as no, much. no. In 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 Kanyakumari, uh, they had uh, you know Vasant Kumar. Vasant Kumar. And, right, you know, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So there th there was a substantial presence. So in a way, in at that point of time, Kanyakumari actually became a multipolar contest. Huh. In 2014, and, and, and that is sort of that was the best uh, time. I think Pon Radhakrishnan had won it a couple of times before, but this yeah. time he wasn't um, uh, yeah. so lucky. So as lucky. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so that is that is sort of the uh, the perspective of um, you know uh, uh, the, the the Tamil Nadu election. But how do you view this uh, going forward, right? In the this is EPS is not going anywhere, right? There were rumors that maybe Sasikala might take over the party, but boss, he has. I don't even think Jayalalitha. I mean, Jayalalitha won the 2016 election, but previously, when she had lost to Karunanidhi, I don't think ADMK lost with you know such. Oh, I think even they went down to 60 or 50 or something like 68, that. 68. 68. ADMK plus was 68. Yeah. ADMK plus. And at that time, she she did not even wasn't even in alliance with the NDA. This time, with Mr. Palanisamy being in the alliance with NDA and PMK. Is this is a stable alliance which should opposition alliance which should go in the 2024 polls as well? Yeah, I don't no, see no, this alliance breaking up. No, there, there are two reasons. One, finally, the BJP will have realized. See, it's very interesting. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> the BJP, which of all these parties is the most technically the most lightweight party in Tamil Nadu, okay, hmm. has invested in the maximum number of experiments in Tamil Nadu. <laughs> Okay. So their their first experience. Uh, so uh, after the dawn of the Modi era, the first mm -hmm. experiment was 2014, where they actually floated a third front. Very few people will remember that. NDA was a third front. MDMK, PMK, a, a couple of smaller parties which are contesting one one seat. Okay, and the BJP. Okay, and, and, and they two seats: Dharmapuri and uh, Kanyakumari. Kanyakumari that they won. Okay, so in a way. That was the success of their first third front experiment. Few people realize that 2014, 37 seats were won by the AIADMK, two by the NDA in the Lok Sabha. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, uh, somehow the BJP failed to hear good counsel. They were told that you know they should make Vijaykan's uh, wife Premlata, you know, uh, the chairman of the National Women's Commission, etc., etc., and and create and keep that coalition. The BJP also did not accommodate the PMK. It had one MP, you know, some MOS or something, but there was no accommodation, frankly. And that whole thing, you know, frittered away in the 2016 election, and the BJP really didn't have much to write to. Let's remember this is a very ambitious party which is seeking growth at all points of time in however small or 
you know, a, a, a geographically distant state it may be. I mean, geographically dis distant is not the right word, but however, a state may be out of its its own social uh, ideological mm -hmm. ambit, it tries to get into that state, right? Correct. So uh, now, so that didn't work. So 2000, they realized that what they got in 2014, they could not nourish, they could not culture it further. They couldn't get great in 2016. Mm. So in 2019, they go mm. back to the old formula, okay, which says go with one of the Dravidian parties. They hit a big loss. Yeah. Now, now, to, before 2021, the BJP works over time to ensure that the ADMK stays united. That Sasikala walks out of the contest, almost retiring from politics, therefore not threatening its unity, you know, yeah. so that so Dinakaran startup really doesn't poll many votes, right? Finally, all its experiments come to a culmination where it gets a social coalition that has a geographic spread enough to challenge the DMK plus. So yeah. actually, in a way, this is the second headline of the Tamil Nadu election. And I would say actually, from a national perspective, a Lok Sabha election perspective, a more important headline that with all those experiments, many of which failed, the BJP did seem to finally cobble up a social coalition that could challenge the DMK. So frankly, now having burnt their fingers before, now mm -hmm. they will try and preserve this coalition. They will try and add a couple of more smaller parties to it to make this, you know, a completely even contest in 2024, that will be their pursuit. So what is my, what is the fascinating thing here is a lot of, you know, old school DMK leaning, Congress leaning Tamil commentators were throughout the day saying, oh, um, uh, uh, BJP and PMK were lags on the ADMK tickets, ADMK won, blah, 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 lost. First of all, out of the 20 seats given to the BJP, I would say seven or eight were unwinnable or uncontestable. I mean, the one of them was given was a uh, thousand lights. The other was given was uh, against uh, uh, Kushbu was sta fighting sta uh, Udenidhi Stalin or right Chepok yeah. or Chepok. Or, sorry, thousand lights and Chepok, they are traditional DMK strongholds. I mean, huh. like. Yeah, so it's a no-brainer. The party can't win them. Yeah, that is like that is like Congress forming a deal with uh, Aam Party in Gujarat and giving <laughs> them Ellis Bridge and uh, and, uh, and Naranpura to fight. I mean, yeah, even yeah. An, uh, someone will tell you that they're they're going to get wiped out in those seats, right? BJP is going to win. So, so th th that's how that's how. So, I would say out of the ten or eleven contestable seats, uh, BJP actually made quite a bit of a context. They are set to win three or four MLAs and they actually might come very close in three or four. So this is actually a great platform for them to build. And ultimately, I think what the BJP seems to have realized is the way for it to grow in Tamil Nadu is only under the shadow of ADMK. Now, yeah. with Jayalalitha at the helm, that was very difficult because Jayalalitha was the shadow dwarfing the alliance. It was her whims, her diktaks, which were running everything, right? With EPS and OPS, you do see some sort of a hope for, you know, a, 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 a BJP face coming at local. Yeah. local no, no, you know, if, even if you look at the numbers, who's won on the BJP ticket? One mm -hmm. is, I think, L. Murgesan, who's mm -hmm. won Dharapuram. L. Murgesan, yeah, yeah, the BJP president. President, right? Mm -hmm. you, have, you have Nainar Nagendran, who's won from Veli. Okay. Now, this is a gentleman who used to be a minister in one of the IADMK governments, if I'm not mistaken. So, this is not a baggage. This was a winnable candidate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He even fought the Lok Sabha election in the anti-BJP wave in Tamil Nadu in 2019 and gave a stellar performance. Yeah. Okay. 
they have one under the seat in nagar koil which is again of the bjp's own base so this entire logic of calling the bjp a baggage is some rhetorical conversation okay it's not and even if yeah. you look at uh, oh uh, if, if you look at coimbatore south this is fascinating i i don't yeah. know if the results are in but bjp is, seems to be trailing by less than 1000 votes in coimbatore south yeah so now see even there vanati srinivasan yeah. okay in the lok sabha where she was a candidate as well as now in the assembly candidate she has created her own base so yeah. other the point if none of these are baggage candidates i mean exactly. even even if they were to contest without the admk alliance they would have put up some stellar fight that's and point number one and that's what i was yeah, trying point... to show everyone so, sorry just to interrupt you one second jay the result is still in progress in coimbatore south so it and it's yeah. only 800 votes so it's basically a margin that can be turned over in one round yeah it can be it is but there's a potential to be then the second point is the pmk all hmm. said and done has its own base in parts of northern and western tamil yeah, nadu the vanni are the vanni are essentially yeah and see it's won a lok sabha seat in 2014 did not win anything in 2019 but it has its own what do you call a reserve vote it's there 4 to 5% of reserve is there yeah. so again it's not a baggage it it has maybe uh, you know actually helped the admk plus accelerate a little bit and it has even accelerated itself a little bit so in a, in a nutshell nobody here with these tallies seems to be a baggage they seem to be adding something and the nda will actually try and grow that socially by 2020 on, on on a very lighter note can i tell you something uh, yep. a, a, a pmk also has has the best uh, sort of um, uh, um, uh, election symbol which is a mango <laughs> I'm a yeah, huge yeah. mango lover, so pardon for yeah. the terrible jokes. Uh, they'll they'll yeah. get a little better as as we yeah. get better at these. But I yeah. want to again, we'll do a SWOT analysis of the exit polls before we move to Kerala, which is Kerala is Kerala is where most most of them got it right. So I think most of them got it wrong in this. I mean, th- th- there was you could say technically that there was some shining India news poll that got within the range, but the ranges are a little crazy where they're giving 30 yeah. seats as range for DMK and them. So this 36 with the pura election aa gaya right and yeah, even yeah. then they only got the lower part of that right so it, yeah. it's 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 not uh, you know ideal but yeah. if you can see uh, uh, not not many got sort of uh, tv9 sort of came close to it but uh, again access uh, access uh, my india which was you know got last few elections right and uh, thankfully did not do the dance in the india today studios like uh, they have done in the past few elections uh, <laughs> they, they got both bengal and tamil nadu um, uh, off the joke was i thought the, uh, my joke was they might have replaced the bengal and the tamil nadu numbers the way <laughs> they, they got it wrong but obviously even that they give admk 38 to 54 seats right and it's clearly not there and um, you know 195 seats for them so that that's that seems to be uh, uh, the thing interestingly thanthi tv seems to get seems to seem to come very close but uh, but i i don't know who they left left the other seat for maybe they wanted to give ttv dinakaran the, the other more seats than what we expected so that's that's tamil nadu um moving on to moving on to any closing thoughts about tamil nadu before i move to kerala okay. uh i think this is a great performance by both the parties given the fact that both the senior leaders are not there today neither karnanidhi nor jayalalitha acha one and thing yet, go no no go on go on go on go on and and yet they have put up uh, both of them have 
put up a means in fact in a way tamil nadu might now be entering an era of more uniform contests you know rather than the landslides which we would see in the era of tamil Jail- dr jayalalitha and dr kanandi so now maybe it's and it's a, it could be a welcome change you know there's a more even contest on both sides absolutely absolutely no i was going to say uh, a couple of people wrote to me what is happening in uh, in uh, in nandigram and uh, nandigram is the most interesting one where suvendu adhikari has a 10000 vote lead over mamta banerjee yeah. no and the election commission is little slow in updating sometimes if you just google on on many news channels some places it's lost by 1622 votes in some yeah. places mamta won by 1200 votes now i, I really can't even figure out the chronological timeline right yeah. now okay i just refreshed and they just updated with new votes it seems like he still has an 11000 vote lead they just updated yeah. with a new round of votes now i'll tell you the the total yeah, there's a story is... on cnbc tv 18 just now about uh-huh. which says 8 minutes ago now now it's literally i'm tracking every minute sort of yeah. which say that uh, uh blah 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 she has led to a win okay has won so many seats however uh you know uh uh pm congratulates i mean so even now i don't know nobody is clear about the numbers boss i mean so yeah wait, wait, that's the thing so i think mamta so, might actually a, win bengal and I'll, I'll, i'll give you the latest update there's huh. an update at 1926 which is 14 minutes before now yeah which says swendi adhikari has won by 1737 votes over mamta banerjee Uh, it's quite possible because i mean yeah, in yeah. 11000 so uh, i think nandigram uh, has probably around 30 40000 votes left to be counted according okay. if i look at the election commission data and yeah. uh, or maybe a little more but bottom line is mamta has to make up a deficit of 11000 which usually yeah. this later in the game is very hard to make up so right. uh, uh, yeah but but regardless i mean i don't think there is any doubt who's going to be the cm even if mamta loses um, you know that but uh, going moving to kerala uh, which is uh, and and we'll go to assam the last um, uh, assam and puducherry the last Kerala is the a one track race right uh, Kerala actually was reporting the um, the results the fastest but Kerala probably has more average parties per square mile in India per square kilometer in India than most other states i mean the amount of parties and i think the amount of Kerala congress factions in sheer number is more than some of the parties contest i mean uh, i i can already count One, two, three, and four that have, and including the original Congress that have won. Five have won this time, and there are about six others that haven't won. <laughs> okay, I, I'll just see. I, I'll start with a little, uh, you know, anecdote. Hmm. One of the Kerala Congress leaders once said, you know, referring to a creature in biology called amoeba. Hmm. He said Kerala Congress is like an amoeba. It splits as it grows, and it grows as it splits. <laughs> <laughs> that that is the most beautiful line. <laughs> yeah so you actually every leader practically has got a faction to himself and and it's very nice you know it's i mean nice as it's very neatly laid out look my following these two assembly seats one different symbol my bargain for between two and sm four assembly seats in this district very clear it's very nice and neatly laid out no like you can actually construct the whole jigsaw and every party can flexibly construct a new jigsaw in every election <laughs> so now using the same the, the same analogy of a jigsaw uh, right now the uh, ldf the social jigsaw has been phenomenal they have for the first time got into muslim league votes 
which traditionally you know they, they did not they could not avail of they, they they brought out a lot of independence in those league dominated areas supported them they won the elections so you know when you see an independent over here two plus four six actually almost all of them belong to the ldf they're the part of the left democratic party so that's point me, number one huh, okay okay point number two I think their big win, and this is also very ironical. They got Mr. Joe's K Mani. Okay. He lost his own K. Mani seat. Son. K Mani son. He lost his own seat, Pala, but he has won a helped the LDF win the rest of the Kotayam district. <laughs> so, so he's gotten a chunk of the Kotayam district, which was earlier not accessible to the LDF. So the LDF makes inroads into Kotayam, makes inroads into Kolikot, makes inroads into Malapuram. Okay, gets the traditional Christmas. Again, puts in some good inroads into Ernakulam, which is traditionally a Congress district. And consolidates, ironically, consolidates a lot of the Hindu vote on the back of a very secular issue, which is distribution of a good ration kit during the pandemic. Okay. And there you go. Lo, you know, Mr. Pinarayi Vijayan has a very wonderful rainbow coalition, a jigsaw, which is very large than anybody else's jigsaw. Hmm. And he walks away with the cake. Hmm. Absolutely. So, so here is the, here is the, the so this is essentially Pinarayi's win, right? I, this is yeah. not just like VS Achyutanandan won it for them uh, last time. I don't think the CPI, this is a vote for CPIM as much as it is for Pinarayi. Yeah. And what is interesting is Congress had this weird election, weird coalition with the Muslim League, uh, Kerala Congress money, and Congress with, and they called it the 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 Hindu Muslim Christian sort of vote, where they would get a little bit of everything and try and come to power, and then would have a face like Uman Chandi leading the alliance. But there was a significant backlash amongst the Hindu vote in during the last um, you know uh, uh, Uman Chandi government, and of course the allegations of corruptions. But here is the fascinating picture of the Kerala elections, and that's what I want uh, us to talk delve into a little bit, right? Look at this. Uh, and guys, uh, uh, as I have been told by friends and fellow Mindmakers columnists, please like the stream. Please subscribe to Mindmakers, our YouTube channel. It takes one button to like and another button to subscribe. We need your support. We'll be doing many more such programs. Follow us on Twitter and like our Facebook page. So I, I, I had to say it before uh, my uh, my folks were yelling, it's like, Adit, you always forget this. <laughs> so it's like, I had to say this. Uh, look at look at this, uh, Jay. and and. So BJP was about 10% last time, right? I think, and they they had a significant bump of one and a half percent in their Vidhan Sabha polls. And the the BJDS and uh, other NDA allies are not listed here. The, uh, the yeah. basically the SNDP SNDP's yeah. Uh, yeah. of yeah. political. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 and Velapani uh, Natesan's party and all of them. So if you add up them, they are again breaching that 15, 16 percent barrier, right? If yes. all yes. So, so, so that is very significant. Yeah. Now, it's very interesting. Uh, with all the jigsaw favoring Pinarayi, the BJP is maintaining a threshold. Okay. I think what the real next step that the BJP should be looking forward to is, you know, uh, getting some more traction with the Christian voters. And believe me, they would, they would just make it. You know, one of the independent candidates who lost from Punjab, yeah. Mr. C. George, yeah. he ironically called for a Hindu Rashtra two weeks ago. In a sense, <laughs> there is, there is uh, you know, based on some commonality of grouses and issues, there is 
a possibility that the BJP could build a platform with them because otherwise I don't see a force multiplier on the BJP side. It will get that 16, it will get that 17, but won't go beyond that. Yeah, and then you have seats like Karakudam where, uh, you know, Shobha Surendran came close, but then again, you have a 20,000 vote deficit between CPIM and the BJP, right? And um, so clearly it's a number two party there. So this is what I saw this time was that in about at least five or six seats, BJP was coming up to be the number two party, which is right. if you are, you know, th because that is the story. The Congress has declined even in Kerala, where the, yeah. the leader of the Congress is an MP from uh, Rahul Gandhi is a Vayanad MP, and he right. seems to have been, uh, you know, not at all a factor. The most interesting thing has been the decline of the Muslim League. The Muslim League actually has been a drag on the alliance. And we are going to come, going to, come to the Muslim League. I'm just going to uh, view a couple of seats again. You know, Kasargod, another another um, uh, place where BJP just has a thirteen thousand uh, sort of thing, and the Muslim League has dropped down to twenty eight thousand votes. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if it's the split in the Muslim. Uh, I'm sorry, not the Muslim League. Uh, the Muslim League has 63,000 63, votes. The Indian National League, which is aligned to the the left parties, has drawn, yeah. dropped down to the uh, 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 the third spot. So you are yeah. seeing that people are voting strategically. Uh, yes. But I want to focus on a couple of uh, constituencies. One is Palakkad, where um, Palakkad Nemam and Thissur, where the BJP was in contest. So Nemam, uh, the BJP is trailing by 2,000 votes. So that is like the iffy diffy one where uh, O Rajagopal won last time. Do you think they'll pull ahead in Nemam or do you, do you expect the CPIM to? But, or is it too just too close to call? I think the CPM should be marginally ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, because in, see, all of this ration kit has created one phenomenon across the state. Hmm. Where even a lot of the traditional BJP voters have said, yeah, it's not a problem to vote for the left. Hmm. You know, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if the BJP lost Namam narrowly. Yeah, narrowly, I, I, but it could be a loss. I, unfortunately, I like E. Sridharan is a good man, but it looks like he might lose as well because he's trailing by 4,000 votes in, in, yeah. in Palakkad. And yeah. I think yeah. the, the biggest one probably is going to be Thrissur, where, uh, Thrissur, uh, where Suresh Gopi is uh, still holding on. Oh, Suresh Gopi is trailing as well now in Thrissur. Yeah. By, yeah. Uh, so it's, 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 it's very minor sort of, you know, uh, 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 trends in Kerala, uh, minor gains for the BJP. And actually now that you see the BJP is no longer leading on any seats. So that's right. those are the three seats basically that they were, you know. Uh, yeah. um, training on. But how do you see this in terms of a larger trend? Do you see the left against because 2019 the Congress got an unreal result where they if you can convert that to the Vidhan Sabha, they got almost 120, 122 seats. So how do yeah. you view that now? I believe 2019 was definitely a reaction to Mr. Rahul Gandhi contesting from Kerala. See, it is for the first time in the history that a prime ministerial candidate chose to contest from Kerala. Hmm. Okay, so that was important. So hmm. there, there, there was a consolidation. Hmm. Uh, it was also it's a, it's a state with a significant proportion of minorities, hmm. and it was also seen uh, as a front which, at a national level, hmm. could block the BJP. Hmm. Yeah, so you had that mandate over there. Hmm. Two things happened after that. One is the CA. <coughs> Uh, a bill, you know, which created a lot of insecurity amongst the Muslims. Okay. Hmm. The LDF's protests were very well organized. The human chain all across the state. Hmm. Okay. All across the coastline. Hmm. And then at that point of time, the human chain saw a great deal of participation from 
minorities, the Muslims in the traditional UDF strongholds. Mm. Okay, so that mm. was the first sort of a word of confidence, sort of you know, in favor of the LDF. But yeah, the LDF also could stand for our interests. Mm. Uh, the second is, of course, the slow traction building that Mr. Pinarayi Vijayan himself has. Mm. Okay, with the Muslim community of the state. Like so, among his well-wishers are the Lulu Group. Okay, it's having a big mall. Right. Mm. Very few people know that the Lulu Group are Muslims. Mm. Right. So there is a confidence building. Okay. That here are my well-wishers, here is my son-in-law, you know, here is a big chain and here is a ration cage. So there is a, uh, you know, an active government as well as an active party and an active leader, which has built those bridges with the minorities, which the left traditionally did not have. Mm. And that seems to have done the trick for them. Mm. Absolutely. So, so when we were we were talking about the decline of the Muslim League, right? Like last time in the last elections, they won 18 seats. Now they have won 11. They're leading in five and their vote share sort of has gone, has seen a little bit of a bump because I think Congress accommodated them in more seats. But I think Congress probably was expecting them to win a lot more seats than they did the last time with a higher, much higher strike rate. So, um, and that seems to be the case that uh, they some of the Muslim vote seems to have gone to the LDF, yeah, and and that's the split. So that's that's the story from Kerala. I think uh, close elections, BJP maintaining sort of that their bump. But if they really want to get that fifth, gross the fifth, uh, uh, five or seven seats, they need that 15, 20 percent threshold, right? Now it's interesting you brought up the CAA NRC and um, what state to bring up then the one that was uh, the one that we expected might vote one way but voted you know as like a, the most polls got the trends right in the state you know let's give them credit which is Assam uh, you did see a lot of dis discussions there the Mahajot the the Congress BPF AIUDF and uh, uh, others <laughs> you know were trying to sort of um, <clears throat> You know, cobble up an alliance against the BJP, Badruddin Ajmal and Congress were to see. See, this is another problem with the Congress, right? They think that the Hindu vote they have is going to happily go uh, with them if they add a very controversial leader with a communal line like Badruddin Ajmal from AIUDF. No, that's not going to happen. It's it's yeah. it's going to it's it, people are going to go away from you, or people may have voted for you one way because candidates matter, right? So suddenly, if Tarun Gogoi or uh, Tarun Gogoi's um, son Gaurav, uh, you know, and he passed away this time, so there was no sort of a sympathy wave post Mr. Gogoi because Gogoi, Mr. Gogoi, did win three terms, you know, as the CM of Assam. Um, there was no uh, wave for that. And what is interesting is Himanta Biswa remains a phenomenal campaigner. Uh, across Assam for the BJP. And it seems like along with the AGP, because AGP is the old NDA alliance, right? Now, there is another thing that a lot of old AGP leaders have actually gone towards the BJP, Vijaya Chakravarti, and many others have actually gone from the AGP to the uh, BJP. But th that's it's a relatively stable alliance. And that seems yeah. to have helped. Like now you're looking at at least 70 plus for just BJP plus AGP. And that is done i mean that's almost close to a two-third majority yeah now now see actually i think assam was the real nightmare for the bjp if you look mm. at the numbers mm. uh, the final alliance wise vote shares are, are really not a very rosy story the bjp plus is at 46 percent mm. the congress plus Adit, is only 2.3 percent behind at 43.7 oh. okay so 
what this only means is that the Congress plus votes got concentrated in some areas. Mm -hmm. So the rest of the state almost walked away with the BJP. Right. But the Congress actually mm. did manage to cobble up an alliance that could put a formidable challenge to the BJP. Mm. I think that is a second headline, as I say. You know, I think I think I think we were going to create our own lexicon now. One of the first terms in that lexicon is the second headline. <laughs> so, mm. so this is the, the second headline. I would say from Assam, that's very important that the Congress actually almost managed it. Before, before we go into Assam, there is one question uh, that, that came uh, from PJ Biani who said that will BJP really not cross 100 in Bengal? Uh, and they were saying people were talking about uh, them crossing 150. That's true. Uh, I don't think BJP will cross 100, right, Jay? With, with, uh, with a deficit of 11%, I don't think they're going to cross 100. Right? No, the, the BJP is certainly not crossing the 100 mark. Yeah. Uh, see, I, I think uh, one of, uh, to the gentleman, I would just say one important number this time is that the 10% mm. gap between the Trinmool and the BJP mm. uh, is indeed a gap which will separate a winner and a loser in the first pass the post system. Yeah. However, it also means that the BJP has a great prospect going forward with some mm. homework to be done. Right? You know what I'm mm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, <coughs> So, so let's let's go back to Assam, right? So, how do you view this? Like, let, let's look at the vote shares a little closer because between the BJP and this also means that the BJP cannot go it alone in Assam without the AGP because AGP still has an eight to ten percent vote. That is a lot in a two alliance system. Uh, it is a lot. Uh, it does have some of its traditional vote, hmm. uh, and especially now where the vote share gap is two point three percent. In a way, AGP is like you know has a moral right to make a claim that we were the kingmakers, you know. Mm -hmm. Had we not been there, where would have you been? So, so, so uh, while it uh, doesn't have a capacity to win more than 8 or 10 seats, but it has truly been the kingmaker in, with, with these numbers. The BJP really needs to watch out. This uh, completely non-BJP formation called AJP Plus, okay. Uh, that's got five percent of the votes. Yeah. I mean, if if there is if they become a part of a Mahajot with the Congress, mm -hmm. they are there here to give a run for the money to the BJP. Mm. Right. So I think Assam is something BJP really needs to carefully plan out in the future. It's it's not as much a great victory. There, as I said, there are subtle messages in this victory which they need to read very carefully. Absolutely. So it's it's a it's a, it's a good victory. It could have yeah. been. It could have been. What is interesting is the decline of the B BPF. Uh, the BJP yeah. had uh, another alliance in Assam, uh, yeah. uh, a, a, which was the um, which was the United Party People's Party Liberal, the UPPL, yeah. uh, with Pramod yeah. Boro, and they seem to have done very well. Uh, yeah. They fought eight seats in the same similar uh, in the autonomous uh, in the region where BPF is strong, and they yeah. seem to have basically gained at the expense of BPF. so seven out of eight is a remarkable result. So if you add the, their seven, um, uh, twelve, and you know BJP is fifty nine, that that's yeah. almost seventy eight. So it, that like I said, they're close to a two third majority in Assam. Yeah. What is interesting yeah. is. Uh, uh, and uh, pardon me, guys, uh, this all this talking, I need to drink some water. What is interesting is given the demographics of the Assam uh, thing, a lot of people believe that the NDA maybe could not have crossed more than 70. But clearly yeah. they have crossed 80. And that's yeah. quite that's quite phenomenal. And, um, and, and, and here's the thing, right? 
how do let let's look at for going forward in the lok sabha election right i personally think that bjp would be more afraid about the assembly elections than the lok sabha i think in lok sabha they would probably this would tend to get like 10 to 12 10 to 11 seats out of 14 for the bjp because yeah uh, this sort of numbers would translate to 10 or 11 because you had a small swing for the lok sabha itself also hmm. yeah uh, however as i said uh it is those smaller parties that need to be washed out for ajp plus and all because uh if 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 the lok sabha election really gets down to the wire hmm. yeah then even their 5 2 4 3 percent votes are going to matter absolutely and then, yeah, yeah, yeah okay so that that's that's the assam story very interesting the margins of victory are quite significant also so uh, bjp typically does well in northern upper assam and congress in them yeah. uh, if their stronghold is lower assam yeah. and that seems yeah. to have, have it you know how it's been split um they even i think had the communists fighting with them this time so yeah. that was a little uh, interesting so moving finally to the 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 union territory of uh, puducherry guys and, and again uh, please please write to us please uh, comment right uh, you have more questions i see a few questions coming on twitter that i have taken up uh, so far but you know you can always leave a comment on the youtube and we'll be doing more of these right this is uh, this is the first certainly not the last so we'll be doing a lot more of these and you can so always we're going to make this a regular series now sort of yeah. some competition yeah. some yeah and if you want you know post a lot of you i know our podcast viewers on soundcloud especially you can't watch this live you, in your sound i can't broadcast live on soundcloud or maybe i can in the future but you're going to be uh, hearing a recording of this so um if you have questions feel free to send us a tweet at ask0704 and at jaimrug at jaz number or you can you know go go uh, on uh, you know mind uh, mind makers at mind makers and basically you know write to us and uh, uh, we'll we'll take up your comments we'll take up your questions we'll tweet out the responses or we'll do another uh, podcast another short podcast to answer all your questions absolutely so, you know, we we do these follow up podcast we want to build a traction with all our patrons other mm-hmm. so please welcome more and more of them let them ask more complicated questions it's going to be fun absolutely um so puducherry is very interesting because there were some constituencies i think they were going to only report after 6 o'clock or something i, I that's yeah. what i heard so right now they are only reporting um uh, 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 i think uh, 20, 25 seats or something 25 25. Yeah, so so out of twenty five, the All India NR Congress and Rangaswamy's party um, uh, and uh, BJP in alliance are winning fourteen out of twenty five. They need sixteen. Yeah. So I think we can be rest assured that they are probably going to form the government. Uh, there are five independents leading, which is uh, yeah. I don't know how many of these are supported by the uh, um, by the uh, uh, The, yeah. the the either of the fronts either of the fronts yeah. yeah so i we'll have to see that but i think uh, they were supporting independents and it puducherry almost reminds me of elections in goa where you have like each seat <laughs> is being contested as in like you know itni itna jhagda to municipal ke seat mein nahi hota no no but the problem is wo because they are union territories and there are as many assembly seats wo seat hi municipal ward jitni choti ban jati hai that is also true yeah so it actually it actually becomes a contest of that 
level yeah. in that category you know <laughs> exactly and there were yeah and there were like multiple parties and stuff as well so i think five uh, the five people the five seats given were like to uh, uh, basically to admk but right. i think even if there are two or three independents and the bjp is like one or two seats short they right. might get the support of the independents and then what is what is important to see guys is there there are you know the results i mean yeah. there are five seats whose results are still being declared and if if you want you know if you want to see the most interesting thing here is the thing let's look at the margins in puducherry look at this result in progress dmk is leading by 134 votes right result again 2000 votes um so i mean you are looking at very 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 small margins so um, i i i expect again you know uh, where is where is uh, these five seats are not even progressed like declared uh, I mean, there is not even one round of voting that is done and these are all result in progress seats and even the ones i mean this 6000 655 votes so it could change at any time but do you think basically n rangaswamy is going to be the chief minister of puducherry you you think yeah, Jay, that's think, what's going to happen i think mr there is mr namas sivayam who's come on the side of the nrc plus <clears throat> yeah uh, from the bjp side <clears throat> and of course the nrc being the larger party at 10 seats even they, they would stake some claim okay. uh, so i think it is it is going to be between the two of them uh, the nrc right from the beginning even before the campaign has made it clear that look you know mr bjp you don't need to feel great you know hmm. we're going to be in the lead and we're going to have our own cm candidate so i think that's hmm. an issue to sort out between them but yeah. once sorted it's clearly an nda government absolutely so i guess moving back to bengal in the final part you know jay what are what first of all before we go back to bengal what is your closing take what is how do you see how do you see this going forward nationally what does this mean and where do you see the bjp taking this in different states i think nationally one thing is very clear first an assembly election is is different from a lok sabha election It has to be fought differently planned differently thought of differently you know uh, the same techniques the same strategies don't work it's become very clear uh, for the for both the fronts the congress and the bjp and more so for the bjp today it's become very clear that you know it's it's not the same thing just doesn't repeat you know it's it's not a repeatable result with a repeatable process you do the, you do you do xyz the following will be the outcome it doesn't work i mean there's something different a different dynamic that is playing out in an assembly election that's point number one point number two i think uh, uh, like you know there are there are no shortcuts to growth Uh, you have to go through the process of grooming local leaders regional leaders growing them making them brands making them take on the other local leaders of the other parties then creating a contest i think that somehow that process cannot be short circuited i mean uh, you know uh, uh, the bjp uh, uh, you know uh, did try and short circuit that process or create a new way to go up but that quite didn't work right so that's that's one limitation that's clearly coming out in bengal of sorts even in kerala it's the same thing now i mean now this is a i don't know next one more election where they are going to only win only just one seat be there in spite of all the national presence that they have had so even in a place like kerala now the next thing you know do you need to actually build more bridges with other communities you know actually get into a working arrangement with sort of disaffected christian leaders like pc george like so actually everywhere now the next step for an organic growth 
is the question for the BJP. The current techniques, the current ammunition stand saturated, stand exhausted. Absolutely. Fa f fascinating, uh, fascinating analysis, uh, Jay. I, 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 and again, you know, if if, if we look at the uh, the uh, one thing before we go to Bengal, and I'm going to share and show everyone the the par there were a lot of by-elections to parliamentary constituencies today, right? So you had in Tirupati YSRCP winning in uh, you know in Andhra Pradesh, in Karnataka, you in Belgaum BJP won the Lok Sabha seat, in in Kerala. Uh, Mallapuram Muslim League predictably won. I mean, I would, that would be a shocker if yeah. they hadn't won. And Tamil Nadu, um, uh, the uh, uh, the Congress is leading, and I think it should win. It it has a third, four, 12 for twelve and a half percent, like we talked about um, that. And then uh, apart from that, there were also by uh, by elections to assembly constituencies, right? So where BJP won in Gujarat, in Jharkhand, if I look at if I look at this, and this is the very interesting thing, JMM is leading. You know, yeah. uh, and JMM is leading only by one and a half percent. In in Karnataka, again, you had two seats: BJP won one, and Congress won one. You have split, and then in in true Karnataka fashion, the difference is Congress usually ends up its vote share is a lot more concentrated than BJP's, which is spread out across the state. So BJP always ends up getting more bang for their buck, so to speak, in Karnataka. In Madhya Pradesh, this is interesting. Congress is leading in one seat, and the margin is. Quite huge in that seat in in Madhya Pradesh and um, in Maharashtra. Uh, Maharashtra, this is the most significant one because this this seat was necessitated with the the death of an and sitting NCP MLA, and I think they gave the ticket to his widow, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Palga, uh, sorry, um, uh, which is uh, we can actually look at the seat. I, I forget. I think uh, I forget the I forget yeah. the uh, constituency name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's essentially Pandharpur. I'm sorry. I, I don't know why Palghar was in my head, but Pandharpur. And you can see that uh, 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 Samadhan, uh, you know, uh, 11,000 vote lead. And at this yeah. late in the stage, that's pretty much, you know, uh, pretty much yeah. Yeah. game set and match for that. Um, Madhya Pradesh, the seat that won was Damo, where uh, Ajay Kumar Tandon won. And so basically, you are seeing uh, again Rajasthan BJP is leading. You know, uh, I think this is Kiran Maheshwari's seat, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Dipti, her daughter. Dipti, ha, Dipti won. Dipti is winning, or at least leading by five thousand uh, votes. Okay. And uh, Uttarakhand, you have said uh, uh, Salt again, where Mahesh Jaina is Jaina is leading by uh, four five thousand um, votes. So. It's it's not essentially like uh, they are actually keeping up the uh, their sort of margin here. Telangana Congress is going to take a little bit of a heart from this because I think they were not expecting it to do this well uh, in, in Nagarjun Sagar. So, but but that that essentially is the national picture from this. So, moving to the last part of this discussion, which is coming back to the big battle of Bengal. Um, what do you view? How do you view this for Mamta Banerjee? Right? Is is she going to take a greater interest in you know this whole in the national picture? Here is the final. I think she is getting very close to um, her uh, last last time's tally. Yeah, or actually, she's she surpassed. She's gone beyond. No, but I, the reason I'm saying very close is because she's still leading in 160, right? So five seat upper yeah. niche hogi, shayad. But but and by the way, the left and the Congress are finished. Not even a single vote. Not even a single seat. I'm not sorry, not vote. Not even a single yeah, seat. That's, in that's, that's going to the beginning. The Atma has completely taken a new body right now. <laughs> the body yeah. is BJP. Yeah. yeah, and if you look at the numbers, I mean, who would have thought the mighty 
CPI and CPM in Bengal have 4 and 0.2 percent together and with Congress is 3 percent. You know, uh, uh, the, the, this is basically the zero plus zero alliance is still equal to zero. Quite, 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 quite. So, how do quite. you view this nationally for Mamata Banerjee? How do you think this? I will think pan out? she has already said that she would like to have uh, a formation mm -hmm. of uh, you know uh, like-minded non-BJP parties, anti-BJP <laughs> parties, mm -hmm. and uh, that I think that is on the way, and she is serious about it. Okay, now it doesn't mean she is going to be the leader of it, but she is certainly going to be a very important architect of that formation. Yeah. Okay, very interesting. Here is the here is the thing, by the way, and that is why I got a little distracted. I saw a couple of folks uh, tweet that the Nandigram result is already out. But when you look at the Election Commission of India website, uh, Mamta Banerjee is now in the lead in Nandigram. No, I, I really don't know. I mean, if you Google every news website also has a different reportage. Yeah, and, and, so, and she's leading by the exact same margin they're saying she's winning. Uh, uh, Suvendu is leading by. <laughs> so the unthinkable has happened where she has actually made up the 11,000 vote gap. Because remember uh, when I showed you guys, and you can go back to the podcast, it was 146,000 votes. And after that, about 30,000 votes have been counted. And Mamta has actually pulled ahead. She's yeah. actually made up the 12,000 deficit. Right, so I, right. I don't know what the heck is happening. I am not surprised because the reason is in what we are not because of uh, any specifics in Nandigram. The reason is typically, and Jay and I have covered many, many elections. You know, we've discussed this. A, le a winner always gets a three or four percent bump in the last two, three rounds of voting. I, I don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, it, this also seems to be sort of a, you know, a, a, a check moment because like I've always said, whenever there is a central government in the sixth and seventh year, there is some sort of an anti-incumbency that creeps in, whether we have Indira Gandhi, Rajiv Gandhi, and Rajiv Gandhi was essentially Indira 2.0, UPA 2. And this time we are seeing a little bit of an anti-incumbency. I don't think this is pan-national. Nationally, I think BJP is in a very strong sort of thing. Neither do I see Bengal elections as a reflection of national trends. But before we end, I want you to elaborate on the point that we've discussed so many times that why can't we not just take 2019 results and apply them to this results? Why do you think, Jay, is that's the case? Uh, I think history testifies the fact that the BJP always, with exceptions of course, but always tends to attract between a Lok Sabha and an assembly court. I mean, the first big uh, state that the BJP got after the Ayodhya movement, the first big break was Karnataka. In the 1991 parliament election, they got almost 30% votes. But go down three years down the line, 1994 assembly election, where they were expecting to make a splash, BJP's first southern victory. Same thing happened. They went from 4 to 40, but that 30% vote was not retained. They got 17% vote. This is not a decline as big as that. You know, the BJP has really worked hard. It has stemmed such a decline. Mm. But in a way, that sort of a reduction was an order. It, I mean, no, order, order of history. I mean, not mm. with any prejudice or bias, but mm. historically that has happened. Mm. Right. So I'm not surprised. 2019 has not exactly been repeated. Uh, at the same time, 2019 is a sort of benchmark, mm. not exactly the last assembly election, because that marked the new avatar of the BJP in Bengal. Yeah, you know, so that's that's 
Absolutely. And then I, I, before we end, uh, I want to leave you guys with this, that ultimately we are, I don't think, Jay and I can probably folk, uh, I, and I, I speak for Jay also, um, we can pre- so, sort of predict that this is, you know, uh, headed only one way, like this trends might hold, the margins are getting wider now, because you're looking at a 10% deficit between Mamta Banerjee and BJP. If there is a 10% deficit, she will go to a two-third majority very, very easily. And that's what we seem that's the happening. The numbers are going towards the two-third majority. Numbers. Yeah, because, I mean, you're looking at a 292 and uh, it's close to 200 is a two-third and she's at 215 in leads, right? Unless until there is a late surge of almost three or four percent, which seems very hard because I don't think that much vote is left to be counted. But unless there is that surge, uh, BJP won't cross a hundred. It will, but it will remain a very fierce um, opposition. Um, what is interesting to see is Suvendu does defeat uh, Mamata Banerjee. Does he be made the leader of opposition in Bengal, or who is going to be the leader of opposition, and how does that sort of pan out? Um, Moving from West Bengal, and I'm going to go through the final numbers of all states so that you guys have, you know, uh, uh, Assam again, 100 seats, 100 seats. The result is still in progress. Uh, 126 seats. There is some shifting of trends, but broadly, you can say that with, you know, with BJP and AGP and um, the the UPP, UPPL, uh, you can see that their trends are sort of um, stabilizing towards at least 70 seats in, uh, you know, very comfortable sort of uh, 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 post. And uh, lastly, lastly, you are having uh, Tamil Nadu. Uh, Kerala is almost decided. Kerala has very few results left to report. Lastly, you have Tamil Nadu where there is, uh, you know, a clear mandate where Stalin-led DMK is going home for a victory. So with that, I would like, uh, we're concluding this edition of Mind Podcast. Thank you so much, Jai, for joining. Thank you for all our viewers who stayed with us. Uh, Please, you know, uh, like the stream, comment on the stream, comment after the stream, and we'll be back with more and a more invigorating discussion uh, uh, with on elections and then your numbers, and maybe we'll do opinion polls and exit polls also. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, we'll do a lot of Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jay, for joining me. This has been great fun. Thank you. Great fun. And thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, our patrons. Thank you.